the lack of light unless you're part vampire. I've had one client in 20 years and she really did not like light. Welcome to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers, John Gastaska and Jonathan Conlin, break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know, whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. In this episode, John and Jonathan discuss their thoughts about the current New York City real estate market, which includes an update on John's international buyer and Jonathan's thoughts about the team's recent transactions. They'll also cover which apartment features are most and least desirable, both in and outside of pandemic times. Welcome back, everybody, to the John and John Sell NYC podcast. Jonathan, it's great to see you, sir. How are you? Good to, good to see you too, John. Yes, we didn't see I don't think we today. saw each other this week, right? Did we make it the whole week? We didn't see each other? That's correct. We did. You're right. Hmm. No, we did see each other. We went to something. Oh, yes, we did. We went to a, an apartment together. How quickly they forget. Anyway, it's good to see you. Uh, and um, so... Right off the bat, welcome back, everybody. It's great to see you, our audience. Not that we can see you, but it's good to be with you. We're going to give you our top takeaway of the week, each of us, like we did last week. And then today's topic is which apartment features are the most and least desirable? And how has that changed during COVID-19? So... I'm going to say which apartment slash building features are the most and least desirable and how has that changed during COVID-19? So it's kind of a, a blended, the amenities and the apartment features. So with that, let's begin. Your takeaway from this past week. I would say my takeaway this week is that things are actually, some things are actually happening. So it's, it's easy to get into the mindset of, you know, the business is frozen nobody's buying, nobody's selling, it's frustrating, it's, you know, and get caught in your own head. Much like, John, you talk about every morning on your Good Vibes show, Good Vibes, Monday through Friday, what is it, 7.30 to... 7.30 to 7.50 on my Facebook Live page. So I would say it's easy to get caught up in the in the negativity in the market right now and the, and the frustration that's around that, but... But you know what? We've had actually all things considered. We had a pretty good month. We had some things come together, a big transaction that got signed up this week. Um, and, you know, that gives me hope. I think there's uh, as much as uh, there is negativity out there. We always try to look at the silver linings. It's just sometimes those get lost in the mix. So uh, we're very fortunate to have the business that we have and to actually be able to have enough business to get some things done um, because I think it's almost a sheer uh, a sheer numbers game these days. But uh, so that certainly helps us. Uh, whereas a new agent or somebody that just doesn't do as much business has less opportunities, obviously. So, um, so I guess that would be my takeaway: is uh, po- staying positive and uh, and and seeing that we were able to pull some things together. How's that? So my takeaway would be that. I'll come clean and I'm going to put a good vibes, positive spin on this, which is it's always a surprise in our industry. Each day, one of the things that's the great part of being in a real estate broker is that each day is very different. And with that, I talked about that the, the 
international buyer that was coming to town that I had never met. And then I, I ended last week's podcast with, oh, don't stand me up. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it and I'm going to update the audience. And my update is that the guy stood me up, believe it or not. So I was extremely perplexed by the whole situation. And I certainly hope the man is okay. And we even communicated and this but, is what I love about you, John. Even though like all indicators um, are that this guy was a total sham. And I, a don't total so. sham I don't think so. I think he was. I still believe you, in the, I still believe I know. I, that's what I'm saying is that's what I love about you is that you still, you still are looking for that like positive, like giving him the benefit of the doubt and, and you know. The I, culture, he was from international and he might've been just totally embarrassed. But he he communicated with me for about an hour, even though his he was really late and he had a series of problems in transportation. And then he got out of the one car into the other car. And it was an That was the story, yes. It was an incredible story. And he knew where the hospital was nearby. And what's to say that something seriously didn't happen to this person or that he just simply was mortified and embarrassed and it, it's, a, it's an honorable culture. And he just could not bear coming. And, you know, he knew that I was really becoming, you know, we got to move here or I gotta, we're going to lose these appointments. So I was a little, I wasn't, I wasn't hostile, but I was firm. And I said, look, I cannot hold the other brokers. And these were expensive apartments. So neither, the, neither here nor there. First, firstly, I got, I was upset at him. I was upset at myself. Oh, I should have had the foresight to figure all this out. You know what? I saw it through. I vetted the buyer. I did the best that I could with what I was gotten. And you know what? The buyer didn't show. Did it ruin my life? No. You know, and felt, I felt bad for the guy. The takeaway is that we're constantly, even being veteran real estate brokers and successful real estate brokers, we're constantly learning. And that's one of the parts of our aspects of our business that are, that, that's, that's really a great part of our business. And that no matter how long we've had and what tenure, and there's always new experiences to walk through. So I had to, it took me a while and some therapy to get to that point. So that's my takeaway from the week. And who knows? I may be updating you next week while somebody's going on vacation that, hey, Mr. C, my buyer came through. We're putting in some offers. Next, John and Jonathan speak about which apartment features are most and least desirable, both pre-COVID and in this new normal we are all experiencing. They give some insight into which features will likely continue to be valuable and which ones they don't see becoming desirable. Classically desirable features. Let's talk about really, really, in your opinion, yeah. what are, um, that are in, in existence pre-COVID and still today, what would you say are the um, most important features in, a, in an apartment and in a building? So the number one thing that I would say is a readily available, um, be a huge benefit to have just logistically 
uh, and what most people strive to have and really want to have here uh, in the city is uh, a door door staff. So a, a door person or a concierge, you know, they get different names. Um, but, uh, but basically staff at the door to accept packages, to help you with your luggage, to um, just saying hello in the morning and, and kind of guarding the door. Um, <clears throat> keeping track of who's coming in and out, et cetera, et cetera. So it is one of, when I meet with a new buyer, that's one of the, you know, things that I'll ask them, of course, is what kind of amenities are you looking for? And they always ask, I, it's, I find it funny because a lot of times when people haven't lived here before, they go, well, what do you think about the door, about a doorman or a door person? And I say, well, listen, it's the most readily available amenity and useful amenity in the city and affordable because there is a lot of them. Of course, it depends on which market you're going to because you go into the West Village and there's a lot less buildings. I mean, there's a very small percentage of buildings that have have doormen there. But uh, you go to the Upper East, Upper West Side, it's like it's prevalent. Uh, most of the buildings have them. So it is very beneficial because we are in a hyper-competitive market. So any job that somebody has Typically, let's say any position, any person that's in a financial position to buy an apartment probably works in the city in a competitive environment. And the last thing you want to worry about is, well, how do I get my packages or like it's just it's that support that is certainly helpful because most couples that are are both working. Um, so having that extra person to man the door and help kind of just operate the home life a little bit more is a huge benefit. So that would be the first one. Second one, um, which is actually uh, many times overlooked is storage within the, in the building. So storage is a huge thing. Um, space is obviously so expensive on a price per square foot. Um, a lot of times there's not great closet space. Uh, having that extra separate storage space in the basement, even if it's a small uh, five by five cube uh, or something in the basement is a huge help to, to store those things and free up your closet space with it, within the apartment itself. Um, roof deck, roof deck is always nice. Uh, if you don't have the private outdoor space, which is, is obviously more coveted, um, the private outdoor space, the roof deck would be the backup to that where you can go up in the elevator and you can actually step outside and be, have privacy, um, and, and just sit down and enjoy a glass of wine or whatever. Um, so, uh, those would be probably the, the top ones. The only one that I would add to the list, um, would be the washer dryer. So washer dryers within the, the apartments themselves, pretty much any building that's more than 10 units has a, a laundry room, but having the washer dryer within your apartment is a very desirable feature. I would say, you know, it's hard to, to, to put a number on it or a percentage of how many uh, of the apartments actually allow that. Um, but I would say probably around 50%. So, uh, so that I would, I would say that those are the top most desirable amenities within the building, apartments, et cetera. Um, how about yourself? Would you well, add any of those to the list? Or the only thing that I would add to your list, which you covered would be in terms of apartment 
uh, features would be like a central air conditioning, something like that. That would be a coveted, and, but or any air conditioning that's any kind not of window ACs. Yeah, that's a that's a big feature. Yeah. And if we're talking specifically about the apartment features, but the features that are now in COVID, which are used to be coveted, that are not coveted. That's what I'll cover. And there are two, any in broad general terms, anything which involves community space. So whereas there were buildings which had their these huge mega gyms, no, that is not an amenity that people are looking for now during COVID times. Gyms, community rooms, uh, libraries, anything which involves groups of any kind no i had a client look at new development during you know the storm that we all went through the isaias and the the salesperson was talking about the, the amenities of the building he's like i don't even want to listen to any of the amenities of the building because in covid we're not interested in any of them so that's what i what i would say is anything involving the amenities which are not looked at favorably now would be the gyms, the uh, community rooms, anything like that. Yeah, and even so, roof decks. Some roof decks are closed. And same with that. So, yep. so that is also affected. And like, yeah, we're just going to close the, it, the, not the let outdoor people. Outdoor space, the common outdoor space, if it's yeah. sectioned off, would be one thing. But I think uh, it's they, with the understanding that these are all going to become coveted again. I mean, uh, I think New Yorkers in general are very optimistic that. Uh, we're going to get back to where the days where, okay, we want these things again. But right now, for sure, nobody's thinking like, I want to be in a, a lot of times these gyms are not mega gyms. They're small gyms. Most of them are are small. And if you're the only one in there working out, sure. Um, but uh, we'll get back there. So uh, it's, what's interesting to me is that there's, uh, and we've talked about this a little bit before, is there's there's now some more desirable things that, used to not be as desirable for reasons we'll talk about that in during COVID time. So one of those is like smaller buildings, you know, typically the smaller building may not be as desirable because it less, it's less people to spread uh, an expense around to like uh, if they have a doorman or if they have um, a gym, like that space needs to be paid for. Um, but now the thought of, having less people to share the elevator with has become more de more desirable. And the, the transaction we just, one of them, the bigger one that we put together this week um, is in a building where he gets a full floor. Now, it just so happened that my client, um, he always, that was always one of the things that he really wanted is he wanted as few of apartments on the floor as possible. But it certainly went into hyperdrive with, uh, with COVID. And again, people like the apartment opening right into the, uh, sorry, the elevator opening right into the apartment, um, uh, et cetera, that that becomes, and you, you have a full floor unit that becomes, it's just adds more of a feeling like I'm the only one in this space. Um, so that we've seen a, a big uptick. And then also, the first floor apartments where you don't have to get into an elevator at all uh, has certainly seen uh, an uptick or at least an interest uptick. I don't know whether there's, I don't see, I don't, we don't have any statistics on, you know, 
how many have traded now versus previously, but we certainly hear it from our clients. We saw it in our one apartment that we went to contract on, which was a ground floor duplex with a, a garden in the back. So if it has the outdoor space, even better. Home office is huge right now. Even one bedroom studios, like, okay, I can put, uh, I can put a little desk here, you know? Yes. Uh, and I don't see that going away anytime soon. I mean, that's, that's going to be a new element that we're going to see, I think, a lot of as the commercial world gets shaken up a bit, the office right. space world gets shaken up, yeah. and people are working from home more. Um, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. So those. So we talked about desirable. Um, what about classically less desirable features? Um, yeah. So I'll jump in on that. And <laughs> when we when we evaluate buyers, we always talk to buyers about you know what are they looking for in apartments. And one of the things we'll ask them is a view. If the view is uh, if the view is important. And a lot of times buyers are like, well, you know, I don't necessarily need a huge view, but I really need light. So what I would say are the factors that are most, that diminish the value of the apartments would be the lack of light, unless you're part vampire. I've had one client in 20 years and she really did not like light. And I'm like, well, okay, that's great, but we got to make sure that you know, you have, you know, your buyer that's going to buy the apartment is going to want light. So I'm not allowing you to buy a back apartment facing walls. Walls, in my opinion, when you're looking out at walls, it would be considered almost a fatal flaw in the apartment. So lack of view, lack of light, you know, it diminishes the pool of who's going to want to buy that apartment. Also, our pet peeve are spiral staircases. When you have any kind of a staircase in an apartment, unless it's 12 rooms, where you have this wonderful, huge grand staircase, a lot of times the staircases eat up the interior square footage of the apartment. And then the, also the ones that are these spirals going up to whatever's upstairs, they are non-starters in my opinion. They're horrible. They're very, very, um, they're, you know, health hazards, specifically if you're a woman wearing high heels or God forbid you have a little bit too much to drink, you could really do some serious damage or if you have a little child. So lack of staircases, spiral staircases, no go. First floor apartments. The only ones with the exception like you described were the ones that have the gardens, but the ones that don't have the gardens, again, tend to be dark. The only time that first floor apartments work is if they allow the live work situation or if you're elderly and you don't want to have to run the risk of having to get into an elevator. But otherwise, first floor apartments are not usually the most coveted of apartments. And then desirable, undesirable features would be loft bedrooms. Whoever created them, I don't think so. You have these upstairs where then you have these loft bedrooms that don't really have walls. They look out over the living room. Okay, well, do you have privacy? You know, we're, we, we have a listing like that right now. And so they, they're very, very niche apartments. And then the final, which could be a factor in COVID that is actually 
more of a desirable feature, but we always say walk-ups. Unless you're international or you're in your 20s, these walk-up buildings, the higher up you go, and sometimes there's seven floor walk-ups in these buildings, that diminishes value. So it's not a factor that I would say is a desirable factor. I want to live on the top floor of a walk-up and I got an infant, three triplets, and I want it, and, I, and a big ass dog. That is not what I call a really coveted amenity. Oh, but it has a really outdoor space. Well, who cares? Who the ca only caveat that I would say is that all of these less desirables they still fill out the market. There's still a market for them, you know, and that's what's never ceases to amaze it. Cause we have sold some apartments that, <laughs> that yes, have a very small buyer pool and you'd be surprised, you know, I'm sure many people listening, if they, if they saw these spaces and heard what they sold for, they'd be like, I can't believe somebody paid that Correct. for it. But there is a buyer for every apartment here in Manhattan. There is. It, it, it it never ceases to amaze me. So it's not that it makes it unsellable. What we will tell people is if we have somebody that comes to us and says, I really love this apartment, and it has one of these fatal flaws. We say, okay, you got to pay the right market price for it now and go into it with eyes open, knowing that when you get to sell, when we sell this apartment for you, this is what we're going to tell you is wrong with it. And this is why it's taking a little bit longer or why we need to adjust price or what have you. It makes it, makes it less liquid of an asset. Um, I think all of it's subject to change because who knows, after 2020, who knows what's around the corner for us next? Because yep. maybe light will become less desirable. Well, it was good talking to you, John. You too, always. Well, look forward to seeing everybody next week. I will be a little bit tanner, I'm hoping, because the weather's going to be nice and I'm going on vacation. So <laughs> You have a great vacation. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for watching. Stay safe, stay healthy. And most Talk of all, next week. Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers, John Gostaska and Jonathan Conlon, break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know, whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. If you'd like to take a look at our listings, have a property you're thinking of selling, or are wondering if we could help you finally find the perfect place to call home, feel free to reach out. You can email us at info at johnandjonathansellnyc.com or reach out via our Facebook page or Instagram at johnandjonathansellnyc. If you enjoyed today's podcast, consider telling a friend or family member about it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts and we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next. Subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.